The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied the Zechim, the Anim Shmat Mosekani, Yosef Ben Sarah, Rabbi Abraham Ben Esther, Ruhashem Tenehem Ben Eden, Amen, Rufashir Mam, Moshe Ben Dina, Sarah, Ruhama, Batraham, Sarah, Batraham, Ella, Rufalan, Ahim, Fatanefesh, Rufat, the Gufa, Tankrabal, Bavichen, Yehirasson, Venamar, Amen. We begin today's Mishnah, or today's daf on Pezain Amud Bet, starting at the Mishnah on the bottom of the Amud. Yodaya Anishi Yesh Nidarim, a guy knows that there's a concept of Nidarim. Aval any yodeya sheyesh mefirin, but he didn't know that he's able to be mefir the nedarim of his wife. He didn't know that law. He had no idea that uh, the husband has uh, rights. Yefir, so he has the ability to be mefir. What does that mean? On the day that he finds out that he had rights to be mefir, that's when the clock starts to be considered yom shemo, which means let's say his wife made an neder on Monday. Three months later, he finds out he went to shiur and he finds out that uh, indeed. You're able to be mefer nidarim of uh, of your wife. Well, I had no idea. So the clock starts three months later. On that day, he could be nefer because normally, if the day passes from the day that she made the neder, so it's considered he heard it three months before. Okay, but he didn't know that he had to be mefer. So normally, when the day passes and he doesn't say anything, it's considered kiyum. But you have to know the inyan of the of the hafara. But if you don't know that you have the rights to make hafara, that's not considered a yidia. And therefore, it's not considered Yom Shemol. Look at the run. Yodaya ani sheyesh nedarim shemash nedra ishti havi neder gamur. I know that my wife made a neder. Aval eni yodaya sheyesh mefirin shabal mefir shum neder lo shedainu nefesh velo shebenos lebenah. He doesn't know anything. He don't know the benol lebenah. Inu nefesh yafir. Now harmi came keshenodal lo shabal yachol yafir yafir. When he finds out, then he can be mefir. Toch oto yom. On the day that it becomes known to him, that until that point it's not considered Yom Shemot, the day that he heard. That's the first case of the Mishnah. Nobody argues on that. Now we get to the second case of the Mishnah. I know that the husband has rights to be mefir. Ran says, Yeah, he knew that there's basically some nedarim. Uh, that the husband has rights to be nefer. Aval eni yodeya shezeh nadar. Ran, aval eni yodeya shezeh nadar, or shezeh neder, shezeh me'otan nedarim shabam nefer. But he didn't know that this is one of the nedarim that the husband has rights. Which is, he knows the law. He went to a shoe, they told him, listen, you know, husband has rights. But he didn't know the details. He didn't know that this neder that his wife made was actually one of those types of nedarim that he has rights. So this is a classic case of what we call miksat yidi'ah. He has... Partial yidi'ah. His yidi'ah is on the generality, that there's hafara, but he doesn't have a clear yidi'ah that this is a type of nether that is uh, included in that, uh, in that subject. So the question really is, is partial yidi'ah considered enough yidi'ah to say that it's considered yom shum'ah, and therefore he only has that day? Or maybe not. So let's see the makhluk and the mishnah. I read again. Yodeya sheyesh aval any yodeya yodeya ani sheyesh mefirin. I know that is a subject of hafara. Aval any yodeya shezeneid. I didn't know this is the neid is is included in that. The bimir omer lo yafer. Bimir says no hafara. Achemim omerim yafer. Achemim say no yeh hafara. Now what's this machloket? No hafara yafer. When? When are we talking? That day? The day after? So get around. The bimir omer lo yafer. Ikaman de amar. That's the first pshat in the run. That when the Bimir says lo yafer, he means lo yafer at all. Not on the day that he heard the neder, and not after. This neder is not a subject to hafara according to the Bimir. Why? Lo ayom velo achar Not today, and not on the day where they tell him that this neder was actually able to become mufar. Why not? Hayom delo mikri yom shemoh shiye mefer. Ela kishu yodeya shu yachol lafer. Well, today it's not considered a yidi'ah. Miksat yidi'ah is not a yidi'ah. Just knowing that you can be mefer, but not knowing that you can be mefer this neder, that's considered a yidi'ah. To be mefer a neder, you have to have a yidi'ah. Therefore, it's not considered yom shemoh. 
So therefore, the, which is in the event, let's say he was mefer by mistake, uh, he was uh, any mefer, he wanted insurance. Yeah, he did it because she doesn't know. It doesn't matter. The hafara is not going to take place because she needed to be yom shemon. Yom shemon is only in a case where he knows uh, that he's able to be mefer. So that day is no good. Now, and then later on, when they told him two months later, you know, that day that you heard, you were able to be mefer. Why? For the future day, we're going to consider already that the earlier day was considered Yom Shem'ah in regard to the future day. So it's like a quasi Yom Shem'ah. It's not considered Yom Shem'ah for itself, therefore you cannot be fair today, but it will be considered Yom Shem'ah, the Gabbet that you will not be able to be fair later on. So a Miksat Yidi'ah puts them nowhere. Miksat Yidi'ah says, on the day that you heard it, it's not considered a, a, a Yidi'ah enough to be mefer that day. But it's considered enough of a Yidi'ah to consider it Yom Shemot that we're not going to let you be mefer it later on. So therefore, he's nowhere, because once Yom Shemot passes, you can't be mefer it later on. Right? Which means, uh, 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 for the day itself, it's not considered a Yidi'ah. Therefore, you cannot be mefer on the day itself. The day passes, now it's already three months later, you cannot be mefer then as well. Why? Because you heard it already. The, the, it's considered a yidi'ah to ruin you. To ruin you that you can't go further, but you, not enough yidi'ah that you can do it on that day itself. So if, when the bimi'ir says, lo yafer, it means lo yafer bichlal. Vachamim omrim, yafer biyomzeh. And the rabbis say, no, make up for that on the day. Why? Desvira liud demiksat yidi'ah kekol yidi'ah. The rabbis all, partial yidi'ah is enough. Now what's the partial yidi'ah over here? I know that, that, that there's hafara in the world. That the husband has hafara. I just didn't know that this neighbor is uh, subject to it. That's considered enough yidi'ah. And therefore, in the event that he made a hafara on that day, it's mufar. Abal kol she'over yomo shuv eno mefer. But again, the rabbis are, 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 are consistent. Once the day passes, you can't make hafara anymore. Why? De yomak kama yom shavu mikri l'inyat she'akol l'afer bo, u l'inyat she'akol l'afer mikan u l'aba. Good. So the rabbis... And to be made an argument according to this pshat, in the following scenario, the guy's wife made a neder. He knew that hafaraz in the world. He knew that he could be mefer. He just didn't know that this is one of the nedarim that he could be mefer. So this is a classic case of miksat yidi'ah, partial yidi'ah. He doesn't know everything. He just knows hafaraz. So he's subject to hafaraz, but he doesn't know he can do it in this case. The bimi'ir says, sorry, you cannot make hafaraz in this neder b'chlal. Why? Let's speak it out. What do you want the guy to do? Rabbi Mir says, Miksat hafara or Miksat yidi'ah, lo havi yidi'ah. Lo havi yidi'ah. To be mefer and neder, on Yom Shema, you gotta have yidi'ah. You gotta know. This is not considered knowing. It's partial knowing. Partial knowing, you don't have a right to be mefer on, on today. Okay, good. Now three months pass. They tell me, by the way, that neder that you heard three months ago from your wife, that was uh, included in hafara. You, know, you were able to make hafara. Sorry, too late. Why? Because that partial yidi'ah is considered a yidi'ah to make that yom shem'ot legabeh the other days, to ruin them. That's Rabbi Meir Shita. Hakamim say, no, no, no. Hakamim say, miksat yidi'ah, havi yidi'ah. Partial knowledge is considered knowledge, which means on the day that you heard the nedir, and uh, you knew that there's hafara in the world, that's considered enough to make that day considered yom shem'ot, you have till sunset to make a farah. You missed it. You missed it. That's it. That was like a regular neder. Okay, that's the first uh, uh, way of learning the uh, sugya. Okay? Now let's read further into the Gemara to get this derech uh, uh, clear. Then we'll go back and learn it. There's another way of learning. Let's go to the first derech. Now they get to the Gemara. Urminu. We have a contradiction. Beloreot prat le someh. Okay, Masechet Makot. Here, Meklat subject, person that's a Rotseyah Meshogig. How does a Rotseyah, what is a Rotseyah law? A person kills uh, unintentionally, right? He didn't have any uh, premeditation, he killed by mistake. Law is he's got to go to Ir Meklat, and he stays until the Kohen Gadol dies, the whole law. So the Torah, in introducing that law, says in the Pasuk, Belo Reot. 
The full pasuk is all bechol even as chidi amudba belorayot. He didn't. He didn't see the guy. He, he didn't know. That's the one. He didn't know. He didn't have. Uh, literally, he didn't see belorayot. Okay. So the Gemara says when it says belorayot, krat lesome. It's coming to exclude a blind man. A blind man does not go to galut. He's got to exclude prat prat to exclude a blind man. That the blind man does not go to galut. Which means he has to have the ability to see. Belore ot means he didn't see, but he's able to see normally. He just didn't see in this case, the guy that he killed. Meshach, the guy who's fully blind, he's considered like totally uh, anus. They don't hold him responsible. Gizrat katuv, he's patur. Okay, that's the opinion of who? Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir comes up and says, Adraba. Belore ot, It comes to include a blind man. That even a blind man that kills Bishogeg goes to Ir Miklat. Okay, that's the Mahloket. Now, this is a major contradiction on what we just said. Why? According to Rabbi Meir, what did we say? We said Miksat Yidi'ah is not considered a, uh, a Yidi'ah. Right? That was Rabbi Meir Shita, Rabbi Meir Shita in the Mishnah by Nidarim. Get the, get the contradiction good. By the Darim, we said, according to Rabbi Meir, on the day that he hears the Neder, but he doesn't know that he can be mefed this Neder. That's not considered a Yidiyah. Therefore, the clock does that. If you have no right to be mefed that day. But in the same thing over here, Rabbi Meir, it's coming to tell me what? I'm sorry. Prat, yeah. What is Rabbi Meir? Come tell me that a Someh goes to Galut. Now, a Someh is considered somebody that has... Miksat Yidi'ah. What does it mean, Miksat Yidi'ah? Miksat Yidi'ah means like this. He can't see. That means walking into the forest, let's say. He can't see that there's uh, somebody else there. He doesn't know anything. But he's able to at least hear if there's somebody else in the area. He's able to feel his way through. So a blind man has a deen of somebody that has Miksat Yidi'ah. While he might not be able to see, that faculty doesn't work. But he does have the ability to hear and feel. Okay, he has miksat yidi'ah. What does it mean to say, like a galut? Somebody has miksat yidi'ah, it's considered yidi'ah. That's considered fine, he goes to galut. However, when it came to Nidari, miksat yidi'ah, he said, was, was nothing. So therefore, the Kaura, you are, soter yourself. Rabbi Yehuda, you also soter yourself. When it came to Nidari, you said miksat yidi'ah, have yidi'ah. And therefore you said on the day that the guy hears the nether, even though he doesn't know that this nether is the, the uh, subject to hafara, but since he knows that there is hafara in the world, that yidiyah is not to consider yom sum all. So we said yidiyah have yidiyah. So how come you were portrayed a blind man? Why did you portray it from Eid Miklat? He has miksat yidiyah. The chara should be subject to Eid Miklat. So the chara, they're both sorting themselves, the gabay, what they said by nedarim, to Eid Miklat. Read that in the Ram now. Read that in the Ram. Urminu. Belore ot pratasumeh. A blind man kills a uh, person with Shogay. No, the Medikti Beloreot, when it says Belor Mashma, they can't Beloreot. What's the exclusion? He didn't see. The guy who murdered didn't see. It's Mashma. He didn't see in this case, but he's able to see generally. It's coming to exclude a blind man that can't see at all. That's the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Prat Lesome. Since he has a little dot, why? He might not be able to see the guy that's coming towards him, but he's able to feel it, he's able to sense it. He doesn't know really how to find his place. So according to you said, 
Why excluding a sumer? Alma mixat yedia alav kichol yedia. Ube matnitin amri rabbanan dairu rabbi yuda. Do bar piyutar bimid tarakama of the mishnas of yuda. Yafir bo bayom beotay yedia alma sufil the mixat yedia kichol yedia. So therefore, like I have a stira legabe rabbi yuda and rabbi meir. Again, get the item crystallized. The subject of our mishnah between the bimir and the bihuda. Even though it doesn't say the Be'udah's name in the Mishnah, that's the rabbi that argues always on the Be'udah. So we know it's the Be'udah that's arguing. It's just Hachamim. Hachamim is the Be'udah. What's the Mahluk of the way we learned it according to the Quran? Is Miksat Yidi'ah considered enough of a Yidi'ah? Well, where's the Miksat Yidi'ah in our Mishnah? He knows that you could make hafara, but he doesn't know this Nedir is subject to that law. So he has a little Yidah. What does the Be'udah say? You could be mefir on that day. That's considered enough of Yidi'ah, that's considered Yom Shom'ah. You have a Fananate. Beautiful. So you hold Miksat Yidi'ah, have a Yidi'ah. So how come you potato Sumer from Galut? You're supposed to Miksat Yidi'ah. Oh, Rabbi Meir now. You hold Miksat Yidi'ah, that's nothing. He cannot be Mefer on that day. Oh yeah? So how come you say Sumer goes to Galut? Miksat Yidi'ah, have a Yidi'ah. Contradiction, both sides. Kemara's answer. Amarava. Haka mi'anyana dekra, haka mi'anyana dekra. He says, listen, you got to go with the Pesukim over here. This is a Nyan of Pesukim. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Gaberot Sayyach Ketiv. Now, Bairot Sayyach Beshogeg, what does it say in the Pesuk? Va'ashed yavo et re'ehu bayar. It says a guy walks into the forest. That's one of the cases of Eid Miklat, of the Rotsayyach Beshogeg. He went into the forest with his axe, and uh, you know he killed. He, he, was, he was chopping the tree down, and the axe handle went uh, flying. Or the you know the metal pot went flying, or a wood chip went flying. So that's what the pesukim right it says. The guy who goes into the yard. So the gemara's doresh. Asher yavot reu bayar kol davar me'al liyar. It's coming to include anybody that can walk into a forest is subject to the laws of galut. The somena me bar me'al liyaru. A blind man also can walk into a forest. So from that pesuk of yard, it comes to include a. Blind man, right? Now, Now, if you tell me that Belodeot, that Pasuk of Belodeot without seeing is coming to include a Somer, I know already from Ya'ad. That's why he learns it must be talking to Biuda. It's coming to exclude. Why? Because already he's included in Ya'ad. So when it comes to tell me Belodeot, it's coming to that which I included the Somer from Ya'ad, exclude him. Otherwise, we don't need to include the That's where uh, Rabbi Yehuda got his shita prat the somer. Rabbi Meir Sabah, Rabbi Meir goes the other way. He says, Ketiv Bibli Dat. Says in the Paschus of Bayin Miklat, Bibli Dat. The guy killed his friend without Dat. He, he didn't know. Kol Davar Mida. It's coming to include anybody that, that knows. The somer bar Midah. It's not possible to know because he's blind. It's not possible to even potentially know. So the fact that it says "bibli um, dot," uh, meaning over here we didn't have dot, but much in another place he was able to have dot. So it's coming to say what? Exclude a somer. The e amat belore ot prat somer. And if you're going to tell me belore ot is coming to exclude a somer, bibli dot nafkale. We know that already from bibli dot. Ela shmabina belore ot. Let a It's coming to include, which is now the Gemara just gave you the mechanics of their derashot. The derashot were actually based on the way they learned pesukim, where their starting point was. The starting point of the Biuda was what you have to say he's included. Yar anybody that can walk into a field, into a forest, can a, can a blind man walk into a field? A forest? Yeah, why not? Oh, so he's included. Now I get the pesuk below the ot. Oh, below the coming to include, he's included already. And it must be below the coming to exclude him. Good. The B Meir starting point. He starts on the point, Pasuk Bibli Dat. What is Pasuk Bibli Dat? The guy went, he killed his friend without Dat. Okay, beautiful. Bibli Dat's coming to say, Prat the Sumer. Only Sumer, it's possible to have Dat. But the Sumer doesn't have Dat. He could not, could, cannot figure it out. He'd be exempt. Oh, what is below the coming to tell me? It must be below the coming to tell me to include a Sumer. So, which means, do not bring me. A question from Nedarim to Rotsayah B'Shogig. This over here is Inyane Dekra, which means initially, listen to how the Gebra is learning. 
initially we thought to compare the two subjects, because we thought that they were being Doresh from Sevara. We thought this whole thing was over here a logical conclusion. Which means, we thought that the Machloket, if it is a Sumer, subject to Galut or not, is working with Sevarot. And what's the Sevarot we thought that's working? Is Miksat Yedi'ah, Yeri Yedi'ah, or not Yedi'ah. So we said, you know what? That should be a universal concept. You're saying it by Il Miklat, it should apply also to Nidarim. So if we said, ah, contradiction, would be no Kasha from the Biudat, the Biudat, the Biudat, the Biudat, in the Gemara's answer, we said, no, it's not Sevarot working over here. This is working over here with Pisukim. So it's like a Gizete Katuf. What do I do? I have Pesukim over here. I got to be Doresh. So therefore, uh, don't ask me a question of a Shikta by Nedarim. I'm not bound by Pesukim. Whereas by Dotsay, uh, I'm bound by the Pesukim. Each rabbi, the way he understood the Dirashot, uh, the starting points, that's the way he concluded. Now look at the Ran where he speaks this out. Let's start... Look at um, in the Ran. It's the first Ran on the uh, Amud Rishon. Umeshani Rava. Where are you going to find that? It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines before they get wide. The first, you know, the, the smaller wide lines. Umeshani Rava. Not like you thought in the Havamina. You thought originally. That the machloket by Eid Miklat was based on the logic. Is Miksat Yidiyah, Yeh Yidiyah, Nari Yidiyah. Okay, so that's universal. So it should apply by Nidarim. Ela hacham en yane This is a machloket in, uh, in Pesukina. Velekaliman nigmar mine. Why don't you say, okay, once I see in Inyan by Rotsayah, learn the same concept to Nidarim. The Nidarim by Rotsayah lo shaykhe klau. What's the connection? You can't learn the Nidarim from Rotsayah. Because if it was just a Sevara, a Sevara I can apply everywhere. But now you're telling me it's Pesukim. Okay, so apply the same conclusion that I got from Rotsayah to uh, Nidarim. What's the connection between Rotsayah and Nidarim? You can't, uh, the, 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 the subjects are not, uh, are not related. Okay. Very good. Look at the next Ran. Me'anyane Dikra. Really, the Bimir is consistent. By Nidarim, he holds, Miksat Yidiyah is nothing. That's why he cannot be Mifir on that day. Veshani Hacha, Gabesomeh, Shearag Beshogeg, Deravye Kira, Beloreot, Prat Nesomeh. Right? This is Beloreot, comes to exclude. Temashma, Sheen Roeg, Kanaval Roeg, Makoma Hayat. Right? Veshomeh, Lavar Medahu. Right? We said that it says, because it starts off his dirasha, it says, uh, it says in the pasuk, Belo uh, Yidi'ah. Right, what's the exact words of the pasuk? It says, Belo, Biblidat. Right, so what's Biblidat? She'enu yachol lida' velechaven makom haverom amash. Now, vi'i'ama belo re'ot prat le'somer, Rabbi Meir says, if you're going to tell me that, Biblidat is prat le'somer, and belo re'ot is prat le'somer, you have two pasukim that are coming to exclude, Biblidat dafkar, ilkak ha'videh mi'ut ha'har mi'ut. Uh, which means it gives a different way of learning this. We have a basic rule. Two exclusions turn into a inclusion. So the Bimir says, Biblidaat comes to tell me because he has no doubt. He can't he can't see anything. comes to tell me also without seeing, comes to exclude a Someh. What does two prats do? Comes to make a ribui. But the, that's, that's the way the Bimir comes on. And how does the Bimir learn? The Bimir says, um, I'm sorry, yeah, the Bimir comes on and says, the you start off with what? Ya'ar. Guy goes into the Ya'ar. That's a Rotsayah. Anybody that can walk into a Ya'ar. So they can also walk into a Ya'ar, by the way. So therefore, it's including a Someh. Oh, what is then Bilorot? Bilorot is not coming to tell me including a Someh. We know a Someh is included already. And the Bilorot is coming to exclude a Someh. Uh, and that's the way he learns. Ah, but you hold that mixat yidya is a yidya. That's by nedarim. Don't ask me a question by uh, uh, by uh, rotsayah. This is a pesukim that I showed. Oh, so what was your question in the havamina? No, I thought you were working from logic, and you were just pinning it on the pesukim like asmachta. You were using the pesukim just as an asmachta, but you were really working from 
Sevara. Oh, if it's a Sevara, so the Vara can be universal. Apply it anyway. Then you have a Stira. But if you tell me, you know, it's really Enyanet Dekra, that it's all really based on the Nasot of Pesukim, okay, then I, then I can't ask you. Okay, so Nan says, fine. Now that you tell me it's Pesukim, apply the result of the Pesukim by Roseach Tenedarim. Nan says, and Keshet. There's no connection between the Tzicha and the Darim. Okay, next Mishnah. Now, there is another way to learn this sugya. Let's go further, and then we'll go back and learn the second, uh, the second one. Let's get, let's get further to the sugya. We'll come back and revisit. Hamadira na'am hatano. A guy, he was madira na'am, not going to give any hana'at to his son-in-law. Hatano. But he wants to give his daughter money. But he doesn't want his son-in-law to benefit from it. So how can he give his daughter money without his uh, son-in-law benefiting? So he tells her like this. Listen, I'm giving it to you as a gift. But listen, a condition. Your husband cannot use them. Only you could benefit them for food, meaning for whatever you're going to put them in your mouth, but you can use it for. Now let's speak it out. Why wasn't it enough just to tell his daughter? That's what I'm giving you as a gift. It's yours. No, because this Mishnah is following the opinion of the Bimir that says, Yad Isha Kiyad Ba'ala, which is whatever you give the wife belongs to the husband. So therefore, like the Gabbara says in another place, if she gets money, she has to buy a field with it, and the husband's able to eat perot. She can keep the field, but the husband eats perot. So therefore, how do you gift money to a girl, to a lady, without getting the husband involved? That, that, that's the trick of it, which means, again, if you didn't held yad ba'ala, kiyad, yad isha kiyad ba'ala, just say, it's a gift, take it, do whatever you want. But if you hold like the bimi'ir, which is the author we'll see about Mishnah, you have to say that, he has to say two things. Number one, it's a gift. But that's not enough. Then he's got to say, and it's yours specifically for what you're going to use for eating. Now when it comes to eating items, it belongs to the lady. Which means even a husband that gives his wife mezonot, let's say. Right? And let's say he, she has an excess of mezonot. Those mezonot belong to her. She doesn't have to return the, the, those extra food stuff that she got from the husband, you know, back. That belongs to us. So when it comes to food stuff, it's hers. So therefore, what the father is doing, he's putting a restriction on this item. He's not gifting it, because if he would just gift it to his daughter right away, I'm not gifting I'm gifting it to you for a specific item. That it will become yours a moment before you put it in your mouth. You know, before you eat it, or you, you, you buy, my, buy food with it, then it becomes yours. Okay, it's food, food, the husband has no rights to that over there. So that's the only way, according to me, here, to get the money to the daughter and boxing out the son-in-law. Okay? Now look at the land. Now how the tani ma'ot? Okay, let's just stop. Why did it say ma'ot? Why say money? If he wants to give his daughter... Uh, Right, things, movables. Why only money are you giving me a case? Oh, that's the opposite. Because if he's going to give her food, food's automatic. The Hadush is even money, you're able to kosher the money up in the sense that you can turn it into food stuff, which is food always the girl, the, the, the wife keeps. Even if the husband gave her extra food and all that, it's hers. So therefore, when somebody else also gifts her food stuff, that belongs to her. So the Hadush says, not only food, the food stuff is obvious. Even money that he's giving, which normally would revert back to the husband, if he put that uh, block on it, uh, only mashatan in it, that's also good. So look at the Ram. The fish in Baal Zechiyabin. The husband has no rights to Mizonot. The Hainu, the Tabbik in Benamudar, the Zan, the Tishto, the Lotzichul Amar, the Vachlo Yil Baal Echlishut, the Mishum, the Kivan, the Iuzanab, the Mkoma Baal, let the Baal Shum Zechut Motam Mizonot. He's giving a Mizonot instead of the husband. The husband has no rights. Shere Afidun Natana Baal Mizonot against me. Even if the husband did give Mizonot, Bitsim Sima Vyotit. Let's say she, she didn't eat all the Mizonot. She, uh, she ate a little and she left over it. And then the Baal Botomotal Klum, the husband has no. Rights on the leftovers. Okay, those are all the cases over there. Now, buy the food right away, or no, look at the look at the now towards the end. 
Lefichach, one, two, three, four lines after they get wide. Lefichach, Sarik Shiomarla, Hare Hamaot Ta'elu Tunach Bematana. That's stipulation number one. It's a gift. Ubevat Shloye Lebalik Lishutpem Elamash at Notelit Lefich. Right, your husband has no rights to these items. It's for you, for what you put in your mouth. Vedav Kadamalani Trilishne. Again, he's got to say those two stipulations. Matana, that your husband has no rights, and it's for your... food. But let's say he just says, your husband has no rights to them. That's not enough, by the way. No, man. You can't put that stipulation. Whatever she has in her hand, goes right back to the, uh, back to the husband. So why is that stipulation of Mashad Utun Nefich? How does that work? Whenever, once she gets it in her hand, it goes right to the, to the husband. How can he put the stipulation that it's yours for what you can put in your mouth? She's not making a Kenyan on these monies until when? A second before she puts it in her mouth. And therefore, the husband's kinyan can never, can never howl. Why? You see what he did? He put a block on the husband's zikhiyah. If he just would have said, take her as a matana. Thank you. Once it goes into her hand, she's okay. Yad isha, yad bala. Goes right back to the husband. Breaks his nether. Because he basically cannot be in the son-in-law. So what does he do? Take it. Matana. But when? The moment you're going to put it in your mouth. Moment, because that's mizonot. Once it's mizonot, the husband has no rights to mizonot. So therefore you were able to now to give her something, hana'ah, foodstuffs, without having the husband uh, get it. At that point. Now the Quran says, Ufize dafke ki amala mashat nuten nefich. He comes out, he's got to turn it into food. Abad i amala ela mashat mitkaseh. Let's say it comes along and says, uh, you use, you'll, you'll buy a, uh, uh, a, uh, 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 a cover, cover meaning like a, 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 a blanket. That's not good. Blanket goes to the husband. The husband is going to be The husband is going to be called. But the knows, you know what? So long as you earmark it for a certain item, so the key is like this quote that This food stuff is not that So long as you put limitations on this item, that you will not makne it for everything, once you makne it that she can do whatever she wants with it, then already it goes to the. To the but if you say it's only yours for the item that you're going to buy. Therefore, when she gets it, it's not hers yet. A second before she buys that item, he's being magnet. So since he put limitations, that I want to say, it doesn't not go to the husband at all. So long as you limit it, whatever you're going to buy, it doesn't have to say a specific item. But he can just come along and say it more general. When, hey, you get, I don't know what you're going to buy. But I'm telling you, it's yours only for the item that you're going to buy. Therefore, therefore not. since it was given to us a matana, but not as a full matana, do anything she wants with it, which means it's only hers the moment that she purchases something that's considered a restricted item that the f- husband does not get a kenyan. The husband only gets the kenyan if it's given to the uh, as a full matana. It's yours from now. Yours from now, right? Goes right back to the husband. No, it's not yours from now. It's yours on whatever item you're going to buy. Right before that, uh, it, it belongs to you. The Ran says that causes a block and thus cannot be kenyan. Okay, that's the case of the Mishnah. Look at the Ran, look at the Gemara. Amar Rav. Rav says, Lo shanu ela de amar la mashe'at nosit v'notinit befich. The case of the Mishnah only works where she comes along and says, where he comes along and says, I'm giving you this as a matana, what are you going to put in your mouth? Food. Aval amar mashe'at tersi, asi, or if he, if he comes along and says, listen, Whatever you want to do, do, do whatever you want with it. Kanayaton Baal. The husband is it immediately. Look at the Ram now. Los Chanu Eladamala Mashat no Tenetafi Kilomar. Kilishna de Matnitin Damala Tati. You have to say two things. Almena, Chen de Balek Reshut. But number one, that your husband has no rights. 
אלא מה שאת נוצרת לנו לפיך. קצת הוא אומר לפני ימיו. וכי אגדה בלחודו דלא כאן היתון בעם. משום שמה שתרצי עשי לא מהרי. כי כשאתה אומר, do whatever you want with the money, that's not enough. That's not better than מאין לבעליך רשות בהם. That's like saying, your husband has no right. Do whatever you want is like saying your husband has no rights. וכי אקי דאין לבעליך רשות בהם בלחוד לא מהרי. כי אמר לה לתרווי אונמי לא מהרי דחד המלטרין. וזרן is speaking out to point to this opinion, חוטריו. It's not enough just to tell the lady, do whatever you want with the money. Do whatever you want is like saying your husband has no rights. That's not enough. You have to actually say that it is limited to food stuff. Because if you just say do whatever you want, do whatever you want. Whatever she gets, goes right to the husband. So therefore, if I just tell her, your husband has no rights. Who are you to say husband has no rights? Husband has no rights. What? Husband has no rights. You're putting it in her hand. Do whatever you want with it. Do whatever you want with it. What's saying? The husband has no rights. He has rights. So you have to say two languages. The husband has no rights, meaning right now, I'm not giving you the item for your husband to have rights. And it's yours only, right before you're going to use it for mezonot. Husband has no rights for mezonot, therefore it becomes yours. You understand why he's doing that? He's doing that because he made an edit against the hatan. Yes? Yes. Odpam. There's two languages that he has to say to this lady. He has to say to eat number one. Your husband has no rights to this item. And number two, it's lepich. It's only for your mouth. Now, for that matter, if he would come and tell her, right? And it's for you, meaning the language of the Gemara would be, do what you want with it. That's nothing. Saying do what you want with it is like saying your husband does not have rights. You have to say two languages. Your husband has no rights and do it just for your, for your mouth. I'm going to explain you the mechanics of it. If you hold Yad Ba'ala ki Yad Isha, Yad Isha ki Yad Ba'ala, means whatever the lady is koneh, goes right back to the husband. So therefore he has to figure out a way to give it to her in a way where it is blocked. So he comes along and says, I am giving you this item Either he says to her, do what you want with it, which is fine. That's like saying your husband has no rights. Or say, Bifirush. I mean, your husband has no rights. But that's not enough because still, uh, she's connected now, it goes to the husband. And he has to say also that your Hana'a uh, is limited to Masha'at Motsim Mepik, where you're going to put it in your mouth, meaning for food stuff. That means she's not going to be connected until she's about to put it in her mouth. At that point, it's food. Food. Husband has no rights. All Rav is saying that you got to be careful to say these two languages in the Mishnah. Shmuel holds like this. He argues on Rav. He holds. I, he doesn't hold of this Mashikana Isha Kana Baal. He says the lady can make her own Kenyan. So therefore, it's just enough to tell the uh, lady, this lady, it's yours. As long as your husband has no reshut, uh, I'm giving you a gift. That, that's enough. He doesn't have to stipulate the pich and all that. She doesn't argue on the Mishnah. The Mishnah clearly says, uh, Shemuel's just saying, in principle, I don't hold like the Bimi'ir, and therefore it's enough just to give the ta. So long as he gives the ta, it's fine. Look at the Ran. and Amishnah is a bimir, and Rav holds like that. Umeshum akeh pasik b'amadi yamal lamashit resi'asi kanayaton ba'al. If he just says do whatever you want with it, that's not enough. Ushmuel v'day modele d'matniti na'ki katani. He agrees with what the Mishnah says. Ela d'padig ale bedina. Meshum d'sfira d'lcheta k'rabbanan d'lo amrinan yad isha k'yad ba'ala. Helkach yamal lamashit resi'asi. Ina me'almenat shenem ba'alak reshut bahem bil'ud ikhi adadi dinu ma'ani. So long as he just gives it to her, it's yours. The husband has nothing to do with this item, take it, and fine. Which means, that stipulation is going to be, it's not automatic that whatever the lady gets goes to the husband. Adraba. 
If as long as you stipulate and say, listen, I'm giving you this gift for you. Oh, gift for you. If you don't stipulate, then of course the husband has uh, rights to it. That's uh, always like that. When a lady finds in the street, it goes to the husband. But the point is, if you can make a stipulation, and you don't have to stipulate food stuff and things like that. You can just say, simple according to Shemuel, here, this is yours, your husband has no rights to it. Okay, you blocked it. Husband has no rights, therefore he can use it. She can use it herself. Whereas Rav says, no, that's not enough. You start giving you a gift, the husband has no rights to it. Or, do what you want with it. You didn't say enough. Do what you want with it. The second she takes uh, hold of it, goes right back to the husband. So he has to say, no, no, no. Your husband has no rights. Legabe, now, only you're going to own it. What you're going to use it for? <coughs> Eating. That means right before she's about to eat, uh, she spends the money, she goes to buy food. She's about to put the food in her mouth. It's yours now. Oh, the husband has no rights now to take this item. Why does the Rav have to go to this whole stipulation with the food stuff and all that? Or according to the Rav, even, where I'm limiting it only to an item that you're going to buy. So it's only that item, and therefore the husband cannot... Because where if Shimon doesn't hold like that, you have no problem. Now we're going to ask a question. Yaman has a question. Urmin, who? We have a question. Can we learn this in Masechet Erubin? Lots of you, in case you have an alley. Mavui. Okay? On the sides of the alleys, you have Hatserot. Hatserot are courtyards. You want to carry from the Mavui into the Hatser, and the Hatser into the Mavui. It's all enclosed, but since you have different Hatserot now, and the Mavui is like a shared area, so you need to make what's called Shetufim Mavuot. Which means all the people of the Hatser have to come together, right? And they all share in a, let's say, a, a, a barrel of wine, or oil, whatever it may be. And now they're all considered shutafim, all the different chatserot. Uh, and now the mavui becomes shared property. It becomes all, all one property-like. And therefore they're able to carry from the chatser to the mavui, and vice versa. Okay, now you have to make what's called shutafim mevuot. You've got to join all the chatserot to, to become one. That's basically what the eruv does. The eruv, instead of having different uh, residents... You all won. Right? We're all partners in this, uh, in this barrel over here. Okay, now, there's two ways you can do this. Here. You can go to each guy in the Hatser, in the Hatserot, and start, uh, you know, collecting, uh, you know, two ounces of wine and three ounces of wine. It's too long. The best way to do it is, let one of the guys in the Hatser just take a barrel. Okay? And he'll go now, and he'll be... The law is like this in Halakha. I am able to be mezakir something, if I want to gift something to you, right? I have two ways to do it. I can give it to you directly. Or I can go to a third party and say, listen, do me a favor, I'm giving this to you, you be it for so-and-so. Okay? So he takes the, the wine, he picks it up, whatever, okay, I'm being zochet this wine for Mr. So-and-so. That's considered as if you have a, a piece of that wine. So therefore, technically, you could just take one guy, you only need two guys in the store here. You need the guy with the barrel of wine, you need a second guy, gifted for Mr. So-and-so. Gifted for Mr. So-and-so. Just let the third guy keep on being zocher for every single guy in the uh, Hasir. And then you, you save yourself uh, trouble. Right? And, and that works. That works. Okay? But you got to know who's that third party. Not every person, for example, a minor. A minor cannot be zocher for somebody else. That's, uh, that's obvious. So you have to give it to somebody that is able to be zocher for somebody else. Right? So it says that one of the guys he can give it to to be zochet for somebody else is his wife. Meaning, you have a guy, he's the, he's the uh, administrator of this here. He gets the barrel, okay, he's got the wine in it. Now he's got to be mezakit to everybody else, right? So he goes to his wife, he says, listen, do me a favor, I'm going to give it to you. You be mezakit on behalf of everybody else. Now, what does that show you if you're being mezakir? How could you be mezakir to somebody else? If you're telling me that her hand is like the husband's, it's like the husband. The husband pick it up and say, I'm being mezakir to somebody else? No, you're, you're that guy. If you're saying that her hand is like his hand, so therefore she, she's not good. You, you need an outsider. But it says you can use the wife. Ella, you see what? That must be Yad Isha is not like Yad Bala. Therefore, be Meir, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Abimir? How can you tell me that it's uh, whatever the, the lady has, it's uh, the husband? You see, not like that. Otherwise, she would not be able to be Mizakeh. So look at the Gabara's question inside. Gabara says, Urmin, we have a question against Abimir. Kesad, Mishtatefim, Mavoy, Maniyah, Tahabit, he puts the Habit down, 
ואומר, הרי זה לכל בני המבוי. You know what? This is for all the people of the מבוי. הוא מזכה להם על ידי עבדו, right? He could be מזכה uh, through his עבד, uh, uh, through his uh, slave, ושפחתו העברים, or his שפחה עברייה, because they have a קניין, ועל ידי בנו וביתו הגדולים, or his children that are גדולים, ועל ידי אשתו, and to his wife. And if you tell me that what, whatever she is going, it goes back, back to the husband. It never left uh, the Baal's end. So what are you talking about? It's not going to work. You're right. Even though normally he says, He'll say, he'll agree why she too, why? Here, what's, what's the pshat? What's the pshat? Yad, 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 ishaki, yad, ba'la. That was said, where let's say somebody else gives her an item, automatically whatever she gets, goes to the husband. But here, who's giving it to her? The husband's giving it to her. The husband wants her to be. In order that she can be mezakeh for others. Which means when somebody else gives her an item, okay. But here, it's the husband that's giving her the item. He wants her to be zoket in order that she can be zoket for somebody. And in that case, even the Bimi is going to be agree. Look at that on the way he says that out. It's a one, two, three, four lines after they start getting one. That's what somebody else gives a gift. Let's say husband, he gives his wife a gift. In this case also, it's like he's giving her a gift. Why? He's not giving it to her directly. He's giving it to her for others, but that's like giving her a gift. And therefore, even if he will be more there in this case, you have no problem. Okay, good. We only have, we only have one, one, one problem. Forget about the way you answer. The way you answer me, very good. No problem to be me here, good. But you have a problem. Because I have another Braita in Masikat Irubin that clearly says you cannot be Mizakeh through your wife. So that's Thomas, Tida, in Braithot in Irubin now. Can I use my wife to be the third party or not? So the Gibran says a question. Gibran says, Etive Ravinad Ravashe. Ravinad is a question of Ravashe. Elu Shizachin Lahin. The following people are good to be the third party to be Zokeh. Good. And these are the people that cannot be third parties. Minors. Okay, Kenani slaves, because they don't have a Kenyan. So what are you talking about? Forget about how you want to answer. You have a stira now. Is a wife legitimate? Bichlal in Erubin. Okay, so you have to answer, say like this. Matnitin b'shiyesh tachatzer b'oto mavoi askinan. Demigu de'zachya le'nafsha, zachya le'acharini. You have to say like this. You're right. Really, the lady's not going to be good. Like we said. Ma shekana isha, kana ba'la. Therefore, that's why it says you cannot use your wife. Like Rabbi Meir said. Rabbi Meir holds... Whether you're going to give it to her to be zochef for other people doesn't matter. It goes right back to you. It's not going to work. Oh, uh, so then what's the case then? But there's a case that you said you can use the wife as a third party. You know what the case is talking about? She herself has a chaser. She has a courtyard also in this mabu. Uh, How does she have a courtyard? I thought whatever she owns, the husband owns. She inherited already a piece of real estate when she was already in Arusa. Right? And it was stipulated already before the marriage that that's going to remain hers. Okay, so now already she has something that's hers. Okay, now, once she has something that's hers, so now I'm not giving her this item to be misakeh for others. I'm giving her this item, she needs to have wine for herself. <laughs> so now it's not, now it turns into a gift. 
Right? Now, 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 I'm, now the husband is gifting it because she needs this wine for herself because she's part of the haser. Oh, now we have a rule. Migu de zaki le Once already she could be zocher for herself. Okay, zaki le Now she can be zocher ready for others, which means, which means, if you didn't have the case where she has a haser, the bimir would say you can't use the wife because whatever you're going to give her goes right back. To, even if you're doing it lezakot to other people, but I'm not giving it to her. But only matana belongs to. Her. I'm not giving her matana. It's not a matana. I'm just giving it in order to be mezikah. She doesn't need it for herself. You know, for herself, it goes right back to the husband. Oh, so you have to say, no, she needs it for herself. So it's a matanata. What's the case she needs it for herself? She has a chaser. Oh, you have a chaser. Oh, now ready. You be zokeh for yourself. You be zokeh for us. Look at the ran. Ela marav asher. Ki ketani mezakeh le'en ayede ishto davka b'shesh ta chaser be'oto mavoi. She got an inheritance. And he wrote, listen, I'm not going to get involved with that in those properties. Those are your properties. Which means, in this case, it's a matana. Which is really, we're falling off the other answer. When you're just giving it to the Tzvizokhe for other people, that's, you're not giving it to help, per se. You're not giving it to help, per se, it goes right back to the husband. And that's the pshat in the two braytot and erubin. The bright that says you can't use the wife is because why? She's not a considered a good third body. Yad ishto yad you got to find a third body. I, the bright that says you can use the wife, was the one she had a haser. Haser, I'm gifting it to her. Oh, you're gifting it to her? No problem. So comes out, now we have a fantastic machloket in two prints, two, 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 two cases over here. Yad isha ki yad ba'la. That's the machloket that the Bimir and Hachamim. The Bimir says, whatever the lady gets right away goes to the husband. Hachamim say no. Hachamim say that what if somebody else gives her an item and just says that as long as your husband has no reshut in it, she can keep it. Okay, good. And now that's going to come out of Nafkamina as well in, in Nidarim now, by the way. It's going to be a tremendous Nafkamina Nidarim. Nafkamina, Amishna. A guy comes along and says, I do not want to be my my son-in-law. Right? Can he give his daughter money? So the Bimi will say, you can. But you got to be very careful when you how you give that money. Number one, you have to say, Amenat, that your husband has no rights to it. And Ma'ashat Motsi. The pich, which you can use it for food stuff. That's, that's why the husband can't get no idea. But according just give it to her. I mean, not that the husband has no rights to it. It automatically it, uh, belongs to her. We don't say yad, the ishtak yad. But so the nafkamina is going to come out in how to gift that money to the, to the lady. Question is, who do we follow in halakha? Okay. Now, as a general rule, when you have a mahluk at Rav and Shemuel, Usually you follow Rav when it comes to Isur. When it comes to laws of Isur and Mutar, <coughs> usually you follow Rav. Now, this, in monetary cases, you usually follow Shemuel. Now, this case over here, well, if you're looking at it from the Nedarim aspect, it's Isur. But if you're looking at it from the monetary aspect, Yad Ishaq, Yad Ba'ala, that's a monetary. So the question is, what do you judge first? So really you have to judge the monetary first. And once you solve the monetary, comes out a consequence in the Isur. And therefore, the Ran wants to say this follows the rule of It's a monetary subject over here. So look at the Ran. They're arguing by Nedarim. Normally we follow Rab when it comes to Isur cases. The main argument is on the law of what? Right? That's a monetary case. Because we follow him when it comes to Dine Mamonot. The odd. Secondly, you know why we're going to go like Shemuel? Because Shemuel is following the rabbis. Remember we learned in the Gemara? We said, Rav is learning like Rabbi Meir, and Shemuel is following the Rabbi. So therefore, we follow the majority. We have other sugyot in Shas that are mashma also like 
that somebody gives something to a wife that the, the, the husband is not going to get a get a part of it. Now scroll down and drop. Aval rabenu tam bara avad zal pasku kerav. Those rabbis say we go like rav. Yad baala kiyad yaisha kiyad baala, and therefore it's going to come out nafkina nedarim mishum de pluktayu ha'achak gabei nedarim. He says no. We're arguing over gabei nedarim. Disuraninu the kaimalan el ketak kerav disure. It's got but even according to Shmuel, you gotta have two now, wait a minute. Do whatever you want with it. According to the Gemara, that means Harambam must have learned the sugya a little different. I'm going to tell you how the Rambam learned the sugya. I'm going to conclude. He learned the sugya like this. Rav and Shemuel argued. So the way we learned the argument of Rav and Shemuel, Rav was explaining the Mishnah, and Shemuel says, I agree with your interpretation of the Mishnah. But I, I don't hold this whole Mishnah. I go like the rabbis, that you don't got to do this whole business, because I hold en yad isha, ki yad ba'alad, if you're not going to make these stipulations. But the Mishnah is the Mishnah. Can't argue on that. Mm-hmm. They were both interpreting the Mishnah, and they both hold like the Mishnah. Rav was saying like this. In the Mishnah, when it said, that's dafka. You specifically have to say for food stuff. Harambam said, no, 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 no. Shmuel comes along and said, no, no, no. I agree with the Mishnah, all that stuff over there. But what? It's enough if he says, your husband has no rights, and do what you want with it. Doing what you want with it is considered also enough. The whole makhluk was, is doing what you want with it enough? Or do you have to say specifically for food? But everybody agrees with the Mishnah. Everybody agrees that Yad Ishaq Yad Ba'ala. The argument between David and Shul was is Befich Dafka, or could you even say a different terminology? Look at the Dan now. Harabah Mitzat Aderich Shepasak Kishul Ela Shikatav Dere Shmuel Nami Tarte Bein Almanat Shein Lebalich Leshut Bein Umash Tersi Asi Shuz Zam Befered The Rav Shmuel Bahar Peligi The Rav Sod Ahad Lekap Mani Tin Chat Noten Befich Dafka VeLishna Acharina. It's not going to work on a If you just say do whatever you want, but it doesn't, going to be You don't have to say food stuff. You can say do whatever you want with it. You need to say both. You need both languages. And therefore, it says, V'ekshu ala, v'chimayim osi b'mad amala tu u'mashit r'si'asi. Ha'enu ila kumir amanat she'enu b'alach l'shut. Which means, by saying that extra language, do whatever you want with it. Isn't do whatever you want with it like saying that your husband has no rights? How can the mom say that's good? So the Mephashim explained me like this. Do whatever you want with it means like this. I'm not giving it to you as a matana. Because if I give it to you as a matana, right away it goes to the, the husband. And I'm telling you, listen. Whatever you're going to do with it, that's fine. A second before you do that, I, that's what I'm giving it to you for. And therefore, I'm limiting it. It's not a matana for anything. Because if it's a matana for anything, it goes right back to the husband. It's a restricted item. Doesn't mean do anything you want, meaning it's yours now. No. When you buy it, that, that's the item that I gave it to you for. And you're only it at that point. So since it's a restricted item, the husband does not have a right to it. So it's, it's like saying, Right? Saying, do whatever you want with it is not the same as saying, your husband has no rights to it. Husband has no rights to it is the first thing. And do whatever you want with it means, uh, look at the Lashon of the Ran. He says like this, Lo shiyu shilcha, ela leotot davash shetesil asot bebechot sha'a v'sha'a. 
just like you would designate it for food, it's enough. Until that moment. So therefore, comes out, we have a three-way machlokan amongst the Rishonim, how to be posik. According to the Ran, the Ran says, very simple, this is a monetary subject, there's the hand of the, of the lady, like the hand of the husband, we're going to go like, Shemuel, en yad, ishak yad, ba'ala, you can gift her things, you can give her, you don't got to limit it to food stuff, as long as you say your husband has no rights to it, it's us. Rabad Rabbi Rutan say wrong. This is a not in monetary issue. This is a Nedarim issue. Nedarim issue you go like Rav. Rav is Sureh. And therefore what? You got to make the two stipulations. Like uh, like uh, Bimi'ir said. Okay, good. Uh, comes in Rambam and says, Hey, listen. I don't find the Maglokan over here in this Kemara. I think everybody holds Yad Isha Yad Ba'la. Rav and Shemuel. Oh, so then what were they arguing? They were only arguing is... Can you get away with the second stipulation by saying, first of all, that your husband has no rights, and do what you want with it. Rav said, no, no, do what you want with it. You got to say, food stuff. Whereas uh, Shemuel said, no, no, even Mashita sees okay also, because that's like, that's like designating it to a specific item. Harambab says, I'll take Shemuel with that uh, stipulation, but everything else, all things are equal. That's Harambab takes the middle of the road, which means Shemuel with that stipulation saying that it, does work. <laughs> <laughs>